0: Welcome back to Spoonful of Sugar. Today's episode on plural effusions will be hosted by Thrashti Patel. She's a recent graduate of BJ Medical College in India, and she's going into internal medicine. Hope you enjoy. Hey, 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 future doctors. Thanks for tuning in to Spoonful of Sugar, a podcast made for medical students by medical students to help the medicine go down. My name is Drashti Patel. I am a student at BJ Medical College, Ahmedabad, India and I'll be your host today. We will be reviewing Plural Effusion and I'll be asking you lots of questions and I encourage you to think about the answers and I'll pause in between to let you think about the answers. Again, I emphasize that this is just a review and you should not get disheartened if you don't know or remember something plural effusion is a very important topic for the boards and uh, it is something that you should definitely know very well so let's just dive right into it shall we now what is a plural effusion well you must know that plural effusion is basically collection of any form of fluid inside the pleural space or cavity. There are different mechanisms by which pleural effusion occurs. It can be due to increased drainage of fluid into the pleural space, increased production of fluid by cells in the pleural space or decreased drainage of fluid from the pleural space. So in short, pleural effusion occurs when the input of fluid increases or output of fluid decreases in the pleural space. Now can you tell me what are the two categories of pleural effusion? If you said transudative and exudative you are absolutely correct. exudative effusions are caused by either elevated capillary pressure in the visceral pleura like in congestive heart failure or due to decreased plasma oncotic pressure like in hypoalbuminemia whereas exudative effusions are caused by increased permeability of pleural spaces or decreased lymphatic flow from pleural surface because of damage to pleural membranes or vasculature now, can you tell me the most common cause of pleural effusion? If you said congestive heart failure, you are correct. Now, what are some of the causes of transudative pleural effusion? To list a few, It's congestive heart failure, cirrhosis, pulmonary embolism, nephrotic syndrome, peritoneal dialysis, hypoalbuminemia, atelectasis. And now, what are some of the causes of exudative pleural effusion? Well, exudative pleural effusions can be caused by bacterial pneumonia tb malignancy metastatic disease viral infections pulmonary embolism collagen vascular diseases etc now if you notice i mentioned pulmonary embolism in both transudative and exudative pleural effusion so keep that in mind now if there is a pleural effusion you would do a thoracentesis and perform the following tests you would do a differential cell count total protein, LDH, glucose, pH, amylase, triglycerides, microbiology, and cytology. Why is there a need to do these tests? Well, to differentiate between an exudative and transudative pleural effusion, we need something called light's criteria i'm sure you must have you must have heard of it light's criteria consists of three criteria and for an exudative effusion it has to have at least one of the following criteria the plural fluid protein to serum protein should be greater than 0.5 Second, the pleural fluid LDH to serum LDH ratio should be greater than 0.6 or third, the LDH in plural fluid should be greater than 2 thirds the upper limit of normal serum LDH. So, if it's protein, the ratio has to be 0.5 and if it's LDH then the ratio has to be greater than 0.6 or greater than two thirds of the upper normal limit. So if it if it meets any of the following criteria like any one of it then the fluid is an exudate. If it doesn't meet any of these criteria then the fluid is a transudate. Now can you guess the symptoms of a person who has pleural effusion, like what would the patient complain about? Yes, I mean the most common complaint would be dyspnea or breathlessness on exertion, then there can be peripheral edema, there will be orthopnea or paroxysmal nocturnal dyspnea but it can also often be asymptomatic now what are some of the signs that you should look for while examining a patient with suspected pleural effusion well you can look for dullness to percussion in the area of pleural effusion then there will be decreased breath sounds over the effusion and there will be decreased tactile fremitus now how will you diagnose a patient with how will you diagnose a patient with pleural effusion well it's very easy chest x-ray or ct scan or diagnostic thoracentesis now chest x-ray can be either pa view or lateral view on x-ray you have to look for the blunting of costophrenic angle but for the pleural effusion to be visible on an x-ray there has to be a minimum amount of fluid collected can you tell me what is that minimum minimum amount yes it's 250 ml if it's less than that then it would be quite difficult for us to visualize a pleural effusion on an x-ray so it has to be greater than 250 ml of fluid. Now, if there is a small amount of fluid, say, less than 250 ml, then lateral decubitus films are more reliable than PA and lateral chest X-rays. But, which is more reliable is a CT scan, but it is also more costly. So keep that in mind now if the etiology is not obvious then you can perform a diagnostic thoracentesis it is also therapeutic and can provide relief for larger effusions then can you tell me what is a feared complication of thoracentesis pneumothorax yes so pneumothorax is a complication seen in around 10 to 15 percent of thoracentesis And keep in mind that one should not perform thoracentesis if the effusion is less than 1 cm thick on lateral internal decubitus chest x-ray. Now, let's answer some rapid-fire type questions. What should you suspect if the pleural fluid has elevated amylase? Yes. Yes. The answer is esophageal rupture, pancreatitis, or malignancy. Now, what is it called if the pleural fluid is milky and opalescent? It's called chylothorax, which is lymph in the pleural space. Now, what is it called if the pleural fluid is frankly purulent? it's called empyema which is pus in the pleural space now what is the cause of a bloody pleural effusion? a malignancy is the most likely cause then what is the cause of an exudative effusion that is primarily lymphocytic tuberculosis is the correct answer Now, if the pH is less than 7.2, what do you suspect? We should suspect a parameumonic effusion or an empyema. Now, what's the difference between the two? Now, a parameumonic effusion is a non-infected pleural effusion secondary to bacterial pneumonia whereas an empyema is a complicated paranemonic effusion which means the pleural effusion is infected with bacteria so the correct sequence would be um, bacterial pneumonia followed by a paraneumonic effusion which is still a non-infected pleural effusion but if the paranemonic effusion gets infected it is called An empyema or a complicated paraneumonic effusion. I hope you got it. Now, one more very important caveat is that if the pleural fluid glucose level is less than 60, what is something that you should suspect? You should suspect rheumatoid arthritis however keep in mind that glucose can also be low in other causes of pleural effusion like tuberculosis esophageal rupture malignancy or lupus got it all right now let's talk about the treatment of pleural effusions so the treatment is slightly different for transudative effusion and exudative effusions. So, for transudative effusions, you should give the patient diuretics like Lasix and you should restrict the sodium in patient's diet. You can also perform therapeutic thoracentesis for massive effusions if they are causing difficulty in breathing or dyspnea now for exudative effusions you have to treat the underlying cause of the effusion it can be an infection or malignancy etc now how would you treat a paraneumonic infection effusion so the paraneumonic effusions can either be uncomplicated or complicated, as we discussed earlier. So for the treatment of uncomplicated ones, you can give antibiotics alone in most cases and that would lead to treat a complete resolution of effusion. However, in complicated effusions or empyema, a chest tube drainage is usually required. You can also inject thrombolytic agents in the intrapleural space which accelerates the drainage of the fluid. Now can you name some thrombolytic agents for me? The correct answer is streptokinase and urokinase. They will thrombolize the pus and accelerate the drainage of pleural fluid. One another form of treatment is surgical lysis of adhesions. It may be sometimes required in severe cases. Now empyema is very difficult to eradicate and the recurrence is common requiring repeated drainage of the pleural fluid so if empyema is severe and persistent rib resection and open drainage may be necessary in some cases so that brings us to the end of this episode let's just quickly recap what we reviewed today we Reviewed the different mechanisms of pleural effusion, the different categories, transudative and exudative. The causes of each type of pleural effusion. Then, symptoms and signs of pleural effusion. Then, we discussed diagnosis and treatment. Alright. So... I hope you found this episode helpful. Thank you for listening and uh, please subscribe to our podcast. If you have any questions, comments or concerns, visit our website at spoonfulofsugar.org and post them under the link for this episode. Good luck with studying and remember that if you ever have an SOS moment while studying, Spoonful of sugar is always here to help the medicine go down. Thank you and have a nice day. Bye-bye.